Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Show, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says our highest calling in this life is to pursue the fullest expression of our unique God-given design. Now, until we do that, we are playing games with the use of of our most precious daily non-renewable resource. You know what they are? Well, they are time and energy. Joining me on today's show is Scott Kokenow. Now, Scott, he is a seasoned business executive and now coaches, uh, coaches and consultants and entrepreneurs and business owners and upper level executives as well. And Scott developed clarity for his clients amid the noise of running their business. And he builds on that clarity by project managing the execution of their key initiatives. Now, on today's show, Scott's going to share making the best decisions about the use of your time and energy. How do you do that? becoming the full expression of your God-given design, and God is and always will be bigger than we can ever comprehend. So welcome to the show, Scott. Well, it's a, a, a great honor to be here with you, Anne-Marie. You are wow. doing an, an incredible thing worldwide, and I'm just a bald guy from Ohio. And I thank you for coming on the show. I, I always look at the topics that my guests are going to share and, and yours uh, likewise today. And I thought, I love this topic. And before we dive in, just share a little bit of your background, if you will. What what led you to uh, to now being working with executives and, and business owners? What was that journey for you? Well, I spent the last 25 years prior to 2015 as a COO of a company my dad started back in 1970. I, I came on board in 1989 and worked as COO. And then the last couple of years of the business um, was elected by the board to be CEO in order to work out a reinvention of the company. Unfortunately, that was a little too a little too late. And so we closed the doors in June of 2015, and I found myself being a 50-year-old without a career after having had a career for 25 years. Uh, I had no idea what to do. It was like all of a sudden I'm in this dating game. I had to figure out how to do my my uh, resume, and I, I didn't know who I was. And so I spent about, oh, I would say about four years or so in you know, just wallowing in what do I do? Uh, should I work for someone else? Should I work by myself um, and for myself? And it it, it just gradually uh, um, was revealed to me, I suppose, that I was in the business of helping influencers get a, a hold of their noise and be able to sift through that noise to what's very important and then execute on that. I wish I'd had someone like that in the tremendous transition that I was going through in my midlife, um, because I think I would have arrived at where I'm clear on now, I would have arrived at that a lot sooner 
And and that's so I want to do that for others. Yeah, absolutely. I love as you're sharing that. And I know we're going to dive deeper into making the best use of time and energy, understanding, which of course you went through that process, understanding how God has made us uniquely with our gifts and our strengths and talents and so forth. And as you're sharing that, I mean, I think back to when I was in the career industry, this is what we did as career counselors in the area of who are we? You know, what are our different strengths and approaches? And we've all heard that saying, you know, trying to be a square peg and a round hole. But even if you don't recognise, well, what are my unique gifts and strengths? And so often you hear of people who feel guilty because they're doing something and maybe for the Lord, you know, they might be having said yes to to, uh, to in the church or something, and yet they're really not enjoying it and they feel guilty. But actually mm-hmm. you're in the role. You're not doing what you were created to do. So let's have a bit of self-awareness and and discover what that is. And, of course, this is a process that you went through and now help others uh, to do that. Let's talk about the best decisions and using our time and energy. What was the biggest insight you learned going through that self-discovery process when it came to time and energy? Well, the biggest thing was I had to start with my unique design. There are so many forces at play, um, trying to tell us what we're supposed to be. And I, I can remember reading um, a study by Bronnie Ware, who was a palliative nurse, I think that's how you say it, and interviewed interviewed a number of individuals who knew they were going to die. They were within about two weeks of dying. And, and she's famous for the top five regrets of the dying. And one of those really stuck home with me. And it was that they regretted not being true to who they were instead of living the life they thought others wanted them to live. And here I am in the middle of this identity crisis of sorts and wrestling with God. Um, and by the way, I, I discovered that I had God figured out. And that was the big shift that I had to make. But um, but I, I learned that I had to start with what I want, which for the Christian doesn't sound right. But but if I explain it, I think you'll understand. If I start with something I want, then I can work with that and get the car rolling as long as the Spirit takes the steering wheel and then guides that want. It's either going to be a legitimate want or it's going to be something that is not legitimate and that's going to create angst or it's going to be what I call a rocket booster want. It's something that we want, but what was really beneath that is what God really wants for us. And that's the real design. So it was a rocket booster. And once it gets us up into orbit, it drops off and we discover. But um, man, there is nothing like doing what you were designed to do. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's still a lot of hard work. Yeah, I think, Scott, you would have gone through a similar process to what I did. I mean, there are desires in our hearts and they've been planted there, you know, because they'll often drive us to to do what it, what it is that we are, we are designed and created to do. 
But when we get our identity, the sense of our identity, the sense of our security and, you know, the pridefulness, the arrogance, the me, 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 if that gets in the way, as you said, it, there will always be that that inner conflict. But, and it says in the Bible, if you seek me first, if you seek mm-hmm. him first, I will give you the desires of your heart, which means we can fully immerse ourselves in the projects and, and what we were doing as long as, you know, we obviously continue to, to bring him glory. So what was the stage that you went through when you started to realise, okay, there's something to this? What did you do? Because there may be some people that are going through a bit of a transition now because of what's happened in the world the roles are changing and they're thinking, you know, who am I? My identity stripped from me. I'm no longer this. Mm-hmm. What, what insights can you share if someone's listening or watching today? There are two things that come to my mind. The first is less is more. The second is slow is fast. There's a solution made of cornstarch and water. And when you mix that, um, you can you can put your finger down into it or your hand down into this bowl of this material but if you pull it out and you hit it really hard it will it it's creates hardened. a it hardens instantly and it won't let you go through i thought i think of that all the time you just have to take it a step at a time um there are scriptures that have guided me through this whole process and um they all have this general theme of the understanding Um, God's understanding is beyond our ability to understand, and we are not to lean on our own understanding. So we take it a step at a time. We are pressing the gas pedal with our wants. The Spirit's taking the steering wheel and guiding it. And so this whole process of becoming the fullest expression of our unique God-given design is a partnership with God. The play in the steering wheel is a continuum of peace to angst. And the more peaceful I feel and sense in my heart, I should move in that direction until there's a sense that just doesn't feel right. And and that takes time. I mean, (laughs) this is not a straight linear line straight up to where you should be. Yeah. It's it's more like looking at the Dow Jones Industrial Average and over since 1990 or 1900 it's it's a rough up and down process but take it slow and listen more than you talk don't try to do everything at once do what you know is right the, the what is the next right step and that now i didn't do that to get here i went fast i went all you know big and and i had to undo things and back up and that slowed me down, which is why I wish I'd had someone like what I'm doing, because they would have pointed that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's something about us who are driven. We enjoy our work. And actually, I'm going through Bible studies at the moment using a new version, love the that Bible app, about work and how, you know, we are created to do work. I mean, obviously, and, and what we're talking about today is there's some of us who really do not enjoy the jobs that we're doing uh, or the, the, the tasks because guess what? We're not actually designed to do that Every so often in the past, you know, for me, I love immersing myself in creative, you know, roles. I never loved a lot of, you know, the small talk. And I know as an introvert, 
let's don't do small talk. And yet as much as I tried, it was like, oh, you know. And then I realised, well, I just don't do small talk. But if you want to talk about, you know, problem solving or, I don't Mm -hmm. know, some creative idea, I'm your gal kind of thing. And I think once we realise that and we give ourselves permission we're not sh- stretching ourselves in all sorts of ways because, and, and share with me if you've had this experience, when we keep over-adapting or trying to fit a mould, it limits our ability to really harness what we've been designed and created, you know, and using those unique gifts and strengths. Have you found that too? I have found that very true. And, uh, it, you know, when, when we are in the zone, uh, I call it a zone of excellence, then for every ounce of energy, there is a, it's like an atomic use of energy. You do one thing and multiple things produce the return on investment, both in energy and time. Um, so to so it's based on personality types. When I'm doing something as an extrovert, I'm an introvert myself, but when I am doing something, it calls me to be outside of myself. If I had to do that every day, all day long, I would go home fatigued because it takes more energy to beat someone you are not. Um, when you are being yourself, then it, it, it's like um, I can do so much more with so much less energy. Um, and I found that to be true. Um, and, and that's, what's guided me through to where I'm at now. Mm. One of the greatest gifts that I gave myself, and actually I stumbled into my first career and I think it was a providential, I mean, everything is a providential (laughs) God inspired move. I always thought I was going to be a teacher. I am adopted. I know my biological uh, parents are both teachers. I was born into a a family who are teachers from kindergarten right through to a professor in a theological college. However, uh, I had an accident that prevented me from doing that and I ended up in the career industry and it is in the right place. I always thought if I didn't fall off my horse and got concussion, would I have, uh, you know, taken this career path? And absolutely (laughs) Because if I was in a classroom every single day with kids, bless them, I would be just a babbling, well, I wouldn't be able to say anything because words just would not be able to come out of my mouth. And so, you know, there are different environments in which we um, work and do our best. But what I was going to say was going through the process of becoming a career counsellor and career coach consultant, I had to be certified in a lot of different assessment tools, personality um, assessments and so forth. One of the greatest awareness builder for me because I was able to then go, yes, that's right. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I'll make better decisions. Was that something you went through or what was that process for you, recognizing where your gifts and strengths were? I did a lot of study when I was a COO. There was a human resource element to that. And we were big into the DISC profile for everyone. And so, and then plus, I gravitated toward, uh, I think it was Gary Smalley and John Trent had this four animals that uh, that described the four basic personality types. And I just gravitated toward that. Never had any trouble with understanding who I was. Um, and, and I came to learn to respect how others uh, see the world as well. It's like a worldview, you know. Um, but I got to tell you, it's, 
with all the knowledge and everything, it still always comes down to the walk. And what I mean by that is like it's like an active sonar. We try something, and then we see what that's like. And we get either affirmed or not affirmed, and then we adjust, and then we send it out again. And it, it's just this, we bounce it off, and, and that trial and error and that spiral upward, I think, is the key. You know, it's not It's not like you... Yeah, that's right. Did that period of, of um, you know, trying something, like, oh, no, wrong way, oh, not wrong way. I mean, it would be great if there was a big signpost before you actually went down a path, this path is not for you. But mm-hmm. did you find that, that you, you started to become more discerning and aware of some of the things and then able to, to shift and, and pivot more quickly? Um, I would say that... If, if you took 2015 to today, I would say that I w- I'm a slow learner. I made mistakes. They were expensive, and they took time and money. And, and uh, But over time, I would say in the last six to nine months, I have come to, become, to get much quicker at making definite decisions. Um, That's just because I'm a slow learner. Interesting that you should say that because I think you're not the first person that said that. I was, my my journey, my whole transition, you know, worst business failure experience, 2015, but it's been in the last number of, you know, 12, 18 months where things are starting to, you know, kind of get into. But it's been a lot of leaning, a lot of Mm -hmm. prayer, a lot of stripping back, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sacrifice of self, you know, those kind of things. And those are the things that we need to go through, I think, because in doing that, our character is shaped, isn't it? That's what I found. Mm-hmm. Today. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about then being the fullest expression of your neat God-given design. You already said when you're in flow, when you're working really well. So what are you noticing now in your workplace and in the work that you do, maybe even compared to previous, what are some of the differences that you're noticing? I wake up and I know I'm going to be involved in something that's going to make a big difference. And I look forward to it. Uh, beginning of November, I made a commitment to write one blog post a day for the next year, at least. And it's very easy for me. It, it just comes natural. I look forward to it. Um, I, I think that's one of the things that happens you don't have to manufacture something to make uh, to be creative to to make something out of what god's design is for you it just it's easy to talk about um i guess the hard thing about would be what do i say first how do i how do i express it because it's just so exciting i'm having the time of my life i, I get to to do things with my clients that help them create clarity, which is kind of like pulling them up above the, cl- the storm clouds. And then we see the whole landscape. And I have always loved project management and Gantt charts and Kanban, you know, all that, you know, clicking things off. I'm a to-do list kind of, yeah. I always joke, one of the, one of the greatest jobs I ever had was a busboy was being a busboy. And I, and I, if I could raise a family of four on that salary, I'd have stayed there. But it occurred to me that as COO, and then now as a coach, I'm still doing busing. It's just that instead of all the silverware here and all the plates there, I'm, I'm listening to my clients as they 
verbally process and download, and then I'm putting it into what I call a six-pack network, six different buckets, and out of that comes what's most important. And then we set up 90-day sprints. I, I just, um, I could I talk for hours on this. What a godsend that must be for your clients. As businesses, we've got a million different ideas, projects coming, you know, if we've got mm-hmm. tech and all of that, and you help them unpack that, bucketize mm-hmm. it, if you will, or put it in different folders and say, now let's just focus on that first put the others to the side and kind of once they understand that and have that clarity, and I love the 90-day sprints that you talk about, mm-hmm. then that enables them to remain focused doing the task. And then I would imagine too it's you bringing the various aspects of what you do really well a- along that journey to support them as well. And I ask you that because, you know, when we're thinking about, well, what, where am I unique? What do I do? It may be a very, you know, niche kind of area, but it is so valuable for a, a group or a set of people who just don't have that ability. Mm-hmm. You're able to determine what that is. So once you recognise that you really enjoyed that, did then did you then ask yourself, well, who needs this? Where best am I going to serve and support others in this area? Is that something that you did? That's, that's what I had to do, and I'm still doing that. I'm still refining that a bit. Um, and I believe that God gave me two specific clients that when I say, when someone asks me, what's your ideal client, I think of those two guys, mm-hmm. those. And so it's very easy for me to articulate. Um, it is the, it is the person who makes things happen and they get themselves into so many things because they're so driven. And, you know, going back to the disc, um, I find myself, I, I find myself holding myself out as the companion to the DI. I'm the S and C. I, I'm the uh, the counterpart to the person who is struggling without having that counterpart. And man, I've always loved being the second seat, the second chair. That's what I loved about the operations officer side of things. I helped the president look good. I love that. Now I'm just doing that for clients. Right. And and what a blessing, as I said, because as we know, those of us who are, who know that about the discs and being the D and I, and I'm the ID, but very, very close to the S and the C, oh, because if we have mm-hmm. to be doing that in our day, it's going to slow us down. And as, yeah. you know, Heidi, we love challenges. And if there's no challenges, we'll just create them unknowingly sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I have one client who um, who admits that uh, he loves being the the knight on the white horse coming in to save and and put out the fire. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, because if things aren't challenging and moving fast, um, we'll wait till the last minute, and we have to, you know, um, click into action. That's just the way that we operate. Mm-hmm. And once that and get people to support us in that that best way that's when we really can step into it and that beautifully leads us then into talking about you know god is and always will be bigger than we ever mm. comprehend so what was what was that for you as you, i mean this is what we experience daily isn't it happening <laughs> you think wow you know but share a little bit more about how, your experience well i wouldn't say that my experience was completely sanctified 
<laughs> I, I, you know, when when we closed the business and had to go through bankruptcy, and um, my wife and I sat at a counter and, and went through credit counseling when it wasn't. I mean, we 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 had to go through that because of what we believed in. We believed we could make this thing happen. It failed, and we thought, you know, God, where are you? I mean, we were designing and building churches. That's what the business was, and um, and we and we've never stopped giving to God. But yet here we have this huge loss in this tremendous journey of darkness and despair. Um, so. Uh, it went through some some angry times with God and some wrestling with Him. I have to be honest. It's just it it wasn't oh well to that, isn't it? It's like Lord, you just didn't keep your end of the bargain. Why? Exactly. That's that's what it was. Oh, yeah. here we are doing everything that you called us to do and asked us to do, and now here we are. Um, I can say I don't know exactly what it looks like out the windshield. But when I look in the rearview mirror and I look at what took place the last half of 2015 and into 2016, both from who he led me to and the timing, which was almost to the day of certain needs and certain provisions, looking in the rearview mirror, I know that he was with me and guiding me all along. And... Man, I, I thought I enjoyed my life as a COO, and I did, you know. But what I'm doing now with clarity and execution equals excellence. I, I, I never would have stumbled on this on my own. Yeah. I can't remember where I heard this, whether I read it or whether it was in a song. But, you know, we think of how wine is made. There is a crushing of grapes mm. in that process. But what comes mm. out of that through patience and nurturing and care is beautiful wine, and that is often what happens, doesn't it? But in that crushing right. character, when we trust, and often through that process, we're you know trusting and all of that, and there's yeah. a you know there's bargaining and and all sorts, you know, and I'm not praying today, Lord, just thank you, but you know, and it's just like, oh, you know, what's going on there, Anne Marie, isn't it? And, That's right. Uh, and what happens, but what I what is so important for all of us to understand, and I know you do, Scott, but for people that are listening and who may not know the Lord personally, when we come with a with an open heart of I'm sorry, there is always forgiveness, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it's that slow is fast. Yeah. It's when you back off and realize, and, and I think the pandemic that we're currently going through is a great reminder that the world does not revolve around us, you know, so that's, that's the opportunity in this tragic situation that we're in. Um, and, and when we can come to terms with the fact that the center of the universe is not us, then there's so much more to learn. There's so much more that opens up. You think it's restrictive, but when you, it's like the kid with the hand in the candy jar that has a fistful of candy and can't pull it out because he's holding on. You got to let go to get free. And, and that's, all that's of us, you take a step back and the spotlight reveals all of these candy jars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is 
so true and um, amazing. So, Scott, I mean, I've loved our conversation today. Share a little bit more about the work specifically that you can support people, particularly if they resonate with the ideal client that you mentioned, someone who's got a lot of, you know, juggling a lot of different things, loves creative projects, loves doing all the things but is actually really struggling to navigate through that and how best that they can get in contact with you. Yeah, well, thank you. It's I'm looking for the, the verbal processors uh, who, like you said, are involved in a lot of things, either through their success, uh, and that success has generated a lot of extra work that they didn't anticipate, and now they're wearing so many hats that they're losing sight of their mission uh, and what's important. And and what we do is three steps. We download everything out of your mind onto paper, so to speak. Then we divide that as in divide and conquer. We, we put it into six general systems. And then we disseminate, which is a 3D kind of lifestyle. We disseminate, we we let percolate to the top what is most important. If you're a business leader, that would be what must be done that only you can do, that you are good at doing, that you enjoy. If you can work on tasks that fit all four of those, you will be the most leveraged leader for your organization. And so that's that's what we do. Uh, it, it's very uh, a very simple process, but it is a collaborative, co-active sort of process. And every download adds more data to those six systems. So we begin to see uh, trends or patterns or something might occur that otherwise would never occur with all of this uh, accumulative uh, data. And, uh, of course, I'm at servingstrong.com. That's probably the best. So it's all one word, servingstrong.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your journey and story. I know that I can certainly relate and have been through a similar process myself and uh, now working in, in an area that I love. And, and often it doesn't really feel like work, does it? We would do this. We just so enjoy it. It becomes just it's who we are meant it, to be. It's much more productive. It's much more, uh, it hits the bottom line. You know, uh, there is all those, all those benefits that when you're working in your zone, that things begin to click. And I, I gotta tell you, it's, it's simple, but simple does not mean easy. It's still hard work. It's not easy, yeah, getting to that. And it's an ongoing right. process. I mean, as exactly. we say, we never figure out God because as soon as we become comfortable, so right now we shift to the next and mm-hmm. then the next and the next. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's uh, wonderful where we uh, can lean in, trust, and uh, and and certainly ensure that everything that we're doing really does uh, go right. in glory. By him. Thanks for coming on the show. One of the things that I do for all of my guests, and I would love to do as we finish this show, is just finish with a word of prayer. Scott, may Absolutely. I do that? Sure. Fantastic. Sure. All right. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Scott today and have him share his story. Uh, Lord, there are so many people who are working in roles uh, or maybe have gone through it or are going through a transition of what next, what now 
who am I? Father, we just want to pray for them that they, through listening to Scott, may find some peace and comfort and know that the answers are really from the creator, which is you. And you have got, uh, you know, their unique design, our unique design and our pathway, our journey all mapped out. And we just need to lean in, listen uh, to you. Father, we just want to pray for Scott's business, the clients that he's working. Father, we are living in the moment in very uncertain times, but we know and have absolute certainty in you. When things just seem to go all awry, we know that that is when you do your best work, Lord. So we just pray for ongoing blessings, ongoing insights, um, and knowledge that just, and peace, of course, and comfort that, as we know, surpasses all understanding, which comes only in and through Jesus. And we ask this all in his precious name. Amen. Thank you.